you know, they named the album Alaska. You think it's going to be about Alaska, about cold, you know, in the dark. And then Laser Speed comes on and it's like this beach vibe. I feel like I should have some like rum on the beach or something. Like it's just chill vibes. And I'm like, all right, this is Alaska too. We're in Hawaii now. <laughs> Welcome to Subjective Waveforms, where uh, we three uh, self-proclaimed amateur musicians talk about music. 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 Is there a level below amateur? Um, probably. Okay, I'm there. Uh, same. Same. I own a bass. Technically speaking, I have helped write an album. That's yeah. more than me. Yeah. Um, oh, hey, what's your name? My name is Casey Kaufman. Well, hello. I am Leah Lar. I'm, uh, some might call me Austin Chuler, I guess. <laughs> some might. Some uh, might. Not everyone. Some, some might call me. You uh, may know me as the artist formerly known. Uh, <laughs> today, we are talking about between the Buried Me's, Alaska. Um, gonna be honest, this is the first time I've ever sat down and actually listened to the entire album, and most people who are listening to this because they like Between the Buried Me have probably turned off the podcast. Uh, it, took you, it took you 15 years to listen to Alaska, uh, Between the Buried and Me's, Alaska. I almost mixed that up back, uh, backwards. 16 years. It came out in 2005. You're right. Sorry. Oh my lord. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, for me, yeah, first time going through it, like through and through. Uh, as a as a BT Bam fan, it's pretty wild. It's a pretty wild ride. It's about what I expected, but also there were some surprises that I, some happy surprises, and some maybe not so happy surprises for me. But like our name suggests, music is subjective. Um, so what you guys like and what we like might differ, and that's okay. That is always a-okay. Uh, my first question for you guys is, when did you first hear BT Bam? Uh, go first, Leah. Oh, so, so my first time, really interesting. So... Uh, living and growing up in Great Falls, Montana. Um, so this this album came out in 2005. So right around then, uh, just right after the release, I imagine I can't I can't nail down a date. Um, but I went into our local hot topic at our mall in Great Falls and uh, so they they had this DVD right on the on the counter shelf that they were selling of uh, it was like metal equals madness or or something like that. It was it was this crazy like CD like DVD set that just like had like it was a it was basically just a sampler of just shit that was coming out. Um and so basically like I I listened to it and on the DVD 
uh, it just had like a, a sampler of music videos that were coming out. And Alaska, like the music video for Alaska was on there. Ooh. And like it was it was just it out of all of these other bands that were on the, that DVD, Alaska was the a most insane, bizarre, like a video, but just musically, it was just phenomenal to me. Uh, you know, growing up and just, you know, listening to like classic rock and everything like in 2005, this blew my mind. It was absurd. Um, so yeah, that was, that was kind of just like the first time that I heard it. And since then I was like, this is on my radar. Um, and the album didn't catch me. Like, it, you know, I, I wasn't into albums at that time. Um, but the song itself just blew my mind and it just... It got me into him. I don't know. Fair enough. Austin. I was I was eleven in two thousand five, and I'm pretty <laughs> sure I was a little bit too sheltered to listen to it when it came out. So uh, I know my I first. Was. Ex- yeah, I think I was still just like tipping my dipping my toes into Lincoln Park at the time. Um, but I was introduced to it. I would want to give a good guess around 2010 uh my buddy danny um he uh we tried having a band together one time he's just showing me a lot of music he actually got me into protest the hero first because at that time i really was not a fan of stressed vocals Mm -hmm. because that's just had that i slowly grew into liking metal But um, he gave me a mixtape or a a mix CD of, I want to say like 13 or 14 Between the Buried and Me songs uh, one time junior year at high school. And I I think I sat down and tried to listen to the first track on the CD 13 or 14 different times over the course of a month or two. And it was just... Mm -hmm. I struggled to listen to it, which in hindsight, I'm like embarrassed for myself, (laughs) but uh, I, cause I really like the song. Now that was fossil genera. The feed from feed from cloud mountain was the first track on it. And I just didn't, I, I enjoyed parts of it, but for the most part, I did not like the song initially. And then they've grown on me slowly over the course of, uh, eleven years. So nice, nice. Well, yeah. yeah here we are. The <laughs> the first time I heard them was probably two thousand eight to two thousand nine on Rock Band Two, because one of the free songs that you got was prequel to the sequel. And so yep. I'm like, oh, this is metal. I, I want to try this out. Let's see how this is. And man, I fell in love with the first like minute of the song. And then the vocals and the blast beats started. And I immediately quit the song. And I don't think I ever tried. I don't think I tried it again for another couple of years. Because what like Austin also was not a fan of stress vocals most of the time. I just it took a long time to get into that. And BT Bam is one of those bands where you have to hit the right song to 
get yourself started, I think, to really dive in. Yeah, and and truly you really do. Like I I think when I heard Alaska on that DVD at that point in time, like I I was really getting into <clears throat> a lot of again more stressed vocals, more more death metal, more black metal, more uh chaotic like hardcore stuff. Uh especially around the time I w- I was definitely into Slipknot. Um, you know, corn, uh, you know, I, I was dabbling in black metal. So cradle of filth sort of like, I don't know, definitely some more darker stuff. So I, I certainly understand where you guys are coming from. Absolutely. Uh, but for me, that was, that was like, it, it was, uh, it was a different expression of what I've already heard still still align with what i wanted but it was wild for me to hear right such a different sound yeah i'm i'm sure we'll talk more about my entire history of music as we do this podcast and we hit different albums and different bands but oh yeah it it started we'll just say i started in country and ended up here so (laughs) there's a wild path between there (laughs) that got me here, <laughs> but that that's where I started. And I guess to finish off with, with BT Bam, I didn't actually really start listening to them until Austin showed me Parallax 2 after it came out, and I fell in love with it as soon as the first song started. It was like everything clicked into place. I had listened to songs before then, and it just wasn't working. As soon as I heard the first note of Parallax 2, it was all over. I just, I loved it. Yeah. So yeah. that is why uh, Parallax 2 is also my favorite album. I think it's phenomenal, but we'll talk more about that when we get to that album sometime in our podcast. Someday. Yeah. Which we will. Life. Which we will. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. It's well on the list. Um, I guess, yeah, we can just move right into the album then. Does anybody have any overarching comments they want to make before we start? You know, like I, I want to make some comments afterwards as sure. far as, you know, the overall <laughs> thing. But um, I don't know. I, I kind of want to move just through each song and just see maybe what we think. And I'm OK with that. Do yeah. do an individual song review and then like as a as a whole. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's smart. Um, yeah. I mean, the song or the album starts off hard. Uh, with all bodies, oh. I mean, it just it just goes. Ooh, there's no buildup for this album. It just it's a wall it's of just... noise immediately. Yep. And you know, I I don't want to I don't want to spoil anything. <laughs> I just feel like overall, uh, who this this album is a is a massive wall. It is. It's heavy. It's it's just brutal. It is there. It's in your face. Um, like, I don't know how a wall can be in your face at times, but <laughs> it can absolutely be in your face. Oh, my God. So, okay. In my notes here, um, all bodies. Um, one of the things that I have is that it, it's certainly for me just beginning. It, it's song number one. But for me... It, it just automatically um, is interesting. Like, I don't know. I don't know. What, what do you guys think? Like, 
just you, hooks you in initially is yeah, like, like yeah. what you're trying to say like yeah it's strange because if you look at the discography after Alaska almost every single album afterwards starts so slowly i mean it's uh-huh. they really build into their stuff but this album you you see hints of what they're going to become later but it's just a mishmash and it starts off so much harder than any other album yeah um so austin i don't know if we can pull that up but can yeah we just can we just start it like oh you just want the I, beginning you got it i mean it. how else do we start yeah. this like you have to you have to hear it it's so powerful like thank you chip yeah i mean what talk a, over the top of this I'm I'm down. I mean, just what a, <laughs> I'm what a start, though. Just it's rapid. Just so rapid and in your absolute face. Like this is this is no joke. Like I mean, I I I vaguely know the the backstory and the 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 uh, the discography be- before this. Um, but my God, just this is when the lineup, because I, I know this is when like the uh, the now known lineup just came into existence. Yep. And like, my God, this is just it solidified just so many things. Just even the first five seconds in, you're just like, oh, holy shit. This is a whirlwind of existence right now. Like what is happening? <laughs> It ver- it feels very uncontrolled at times, whereas yeah, when they actually refined their sound, they w- they'd go crazy, but it still felt very structured and it flowed well. But this stuff, it was just like raw, and they were just really getting it getting it out there and going. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Um, and. One of the things for me, like my my first note is that it's super heavy, such a banger, such a banger of a song. Just like I don't know how this song like pulls so many uh, aspects together, um, but it really solidifies that like BT Bam sound. And I yeah, one of their many sounds. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 absolutely, like. Um, I also have this, uh, so it has melodic sweeping and woodly woos later. <laughs> so the so, woodly woos, the woodly woos. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So all bodies, like it starts off super heavy, just chugging along in, you know, rough vocals. Tommy's just killing it. Um, I, in, in my notes here, I have, it's a super interesting concept, like vocally, um, the lyrics are are pretty wild for me. Th- this is the first, like, this is the number one song. Like, it starts off the album, but there, there's like lyrically, there's some stuff that implies a lot of um, concept. Like, uh, in the so there, there's a lot of quotations and like mm-hmm. lyrical stuff that doesn't come across in the song that is like concept uh world building stuff so to me it's amazing first off 
Um, I mean, what do you, what do you guys think about that? As far as just like for song, it's already a concept. I actually didn't look at the lyrics, so now I'm going to need to. (laughs) I listened to it, obviously. Like, I think I listened to this album all the way through at least like 20 times this week, just when I, while I was working or while I was driving or sitting at home. So Mm -hmm. I just, I, I didn't listen to the, I didn't read the lyrics, I guess, for this song. Yeah, no, I mean, it. it's, uh, I mean, just everything musically in this song for me and, and the fact that it, like, when you get into the lyrics, you know, there there's, like, the discovery, which is, like, this whole section of it, and then there's, like, the landing, um, which is another section of the song. Like, there's a lot of lyrics in this that portray a lot of, like, the the future between the buried and me that, uh, you know, like the, the parallax stuff that we're used to the concept stuff. But yeah, this, this by far, like just this first song phenomenal in that sense. Like it's, it's so good. <clears throat> yeah. I'm, um, I just went through the lyrics and yeah, I, I definitely see what you're saying. That, that makes a yeah. lot of sense. There is a whole story. It, it doesn't look like a, a piece of a story so much. Right. It seems like and, a, and, almost a whole thing. Yeah, and 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 that's the thing. Like I I feel like from what I've I've dug into with the lyrics on this, um they're more short storm like yeah, the short story form. Yeah. Um like self-contained little mm-hmm. stories. Exactly. <laughs> like there's a concept but they're they're more um in the in the song form versus then the album form which is good. Like I, I'm really into that. I mean, that's I, I take a lot of inspiration from that, which is where a lot of my songwriting has pretty much settled in is following that same format. So right. either way, I'm into it. There there is something and uh God, I, I I wish I had the time code for it. Um so there's a there's a middle section in this that uh God, it has it has an acapella break, but then it's yep. followed exactly by gang vocals. It's very close hey, to the end, I hey. believe. Yeah. 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 Hold on, give me and, a sec. I can find it, but Um, I actually do have a time code for another part of the song. I, I only grabbed a couple of notes from this one. Yeah. Um I honestly forgot that Tommy actually sang this early right no and and it's wild because this is i think one of the first albums and instances that he has done that yeah because i i'm pretty sure he didn't do any of that on uh on why can't i think of the name Uh, silent circus i think it was all Mm -hmm. harsh vocals but when he's singing in this song the uh we are just mortal souls left to die yep i i was blown away i'm like oh i didn't think this happened until like I don't think he's, does he sing in colors? Yeah. 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 I I think there's some singing in colors. I I don't remember where, but I'm pretty sure there is. It's mostly harsh, but yeah, the, I, I just didn't expect it. There was a little thing there. And I love hearing some of the colors. sounds in this album. Yeah. Um, right about, 156 of all bodies there's a guitar solo that starts and i think you could cut that out and slam it into just about any song in colors 
like crinkle oh, the sequel after and it would it would just fit. Yep. It's very colorsy. Yes, totally. I like the I think my favorite part of the song is literally that one little synth bit and mm-hmm. like two and a half minutes. The do 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 do. Yeah, I really yeah. like that part. And then it goes right yeah. into the scream, I think, right after that, right? Yeah. <laughs> the brutal <laughs> scream. Like the the one thing that I've noted and and I'll I'll mention it a couple more times, because that's that I feel is just a very specific theme of this album is just utter chaos. Yeah, I agree. Like, I like I, I don't know how many moments where I was listening to this and just, like, it is just chaos incarnate. Like, oh my God, there's just so many nutty my, moments in that. My biggest note for the whole album is it doesn't seem very fluid at times. They just go from, like, one crazy riff to another with like to another with like nothing in between it's just wild they they had all of these ideas and they're like let's put them all in we need them all <laughs> there's no time to you know, not do anything else you know i i really get that and uh another thing that i want to touch on with that is the time frame that it came out like like that was you know, 2005 was like this weird, and I, I'm not sure if you guys were um, specifically into that. Just just because I've, you know, I've been listening to metal for years and years and years and years. Um, just like 2005 was this weird, chaotic period of uh, chaos. It was literally just like mathcore. Mathcore ruled the world, and. Uh, <laughs> Uh, there was another band that I, I can't remember the name of, but uh, Converge, Converge. So it was just like chaos uh, metal that just like ruled the world. And it was like anybody that could get away with uh, these weird sounds and chaos math, like weird polyrhythm sounds, like you're going to do great. And this album slays it on that. <laughs> Yeah, to Sorry. to put it into perspective, this album came out the same year as American Idiot by Green Day. No, really? Uh, according to this website, I'm pretty sure. Oh, it came out in 2004, so it's close enough. Okay. Close enough for it, like, that's this, to think mm-hmm. that Alaska came out around the same time as American Idiot is, yeah, it's and- wild. Some gorillas, demon days. Yeah, exactly. Yep. <laughs> Well, and obviously it's not radio rock, but I, <laughs> there, there, there are some things that like I want to get into with a couple other tracks that uh, that are radio rock. But, but okay, I want to maybe move on to okay. So, all bodies is great. I don't, I don't know if we've established that all bodies was. It's a good song. Yep. It's phenomenal. It's it's like a seven minute track though, and even just as an album album opener, it's slays. Yeah. It's just great. I think the uh, Spotify plays for All Bodies speaks for itself on yep. the original album. Yep. It's between it, Alaska, and Selkies. Those are the three most listened to songs. I have to go look up the original because I'm looking at the remaster right now. But it yeah. has. Almost a million listens. 
Um, wow. So all bodies is definitely one of the big hitters. But yeah. I mean, it, yeah, again, it just starts off so strong and just pulls you in the whole way. Anyway, same with the okay, next song, let, uh, the yeah, namesake let, of let, the album. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Alaska. Okay. I don't know if you guys looked into any of the lyrics on this. Um, no, this is the first time I'm doing it. Yeah, I'm also doing that. Okay, so so it's a wild ride. Um, so the the song, the song is gorgeous. I mean, again, this was this was the first song that I ever heard by Between the Buried and Me was the first song that ever drew me into that sound and was like, wow, I can, you know, like there, there's so much to be done. Okay. Looking into the lyrics, I'm a little weary. Um, Whoa, this is, <laughs> this is fucking it's fine. nutty. This is no, it's fine. No, I think, okay. I think it's fine. This is not where the lyrics for this album derail. We're going to get into that later because it derails. What is, that? is that croquis and boat shoes? Is that where it derails? Is that what you're <laughs> trying to tell me? Yes, that is. <laughs> that's truly where it derails for me. Um, Alaska is great. It's just, okay, this is the thing. All Bodies had this like um, cool concept thing that was going for them. It was like, uh, introspective and it had like this cosmic sense of like there's this uh, concept of the discovery and there's this concept of like the landing and I don't know there's like a lot of space stuff going on cool yeah. fucking great concept Alaska is like Toby Rogers like on fucking crack like yeah just freaking out just writing lyrics, which I get. I've absolutely been there. But like within the first four lines of it, it's like the brain works very weird at this hour. Not the best time for lyrics, I suppose. Like <laughs> yeah. those are those are the lyrics that are in the song. And it's like, it's great. It works. But I realize a little meta. It, it's a it's too meta and it's also a very much product of that time yeah. period of like like writing in 2005 was this very silly time where you could do like you could be silly you like we had we had bands that were like we butter the bread with toast like or uh dr acula that was like dracula <laughs> with a dr you know like yep you know, like there, 2005 was like this very like silly time that you could get away with a lot of weird, silly stuff. This is what they got away with. And it's totally fine. It works. But just like imagine if they came out with something like this now. Yeah. I mean, like a very <laughs> vocal majority of the Between the Buried and Me uh, fan base would love it. <laughs> yeah no and 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 i mean i agree that they would love it i just i think this is a very like this is a this this song and the lyrics and like its sound is is a 
it it harkens back to like a simpler, younger time. Like mm-hmm. I don't know if you can remember just being very angsty and being very uh I don't know, like you, you want to get all these emotions out. Yeah. This is not how this is not how Tommy writes now. No, you know, like not. He, even in his personal stuff, like even mm-hmm. in like the guile stuff, mm-hmm. you know, like he's definitely not writing like this. This was a very sporadic time where it was like, I'm in my early twenties and like just trying to figure out who I am sort of stuff, <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, I, this song is, is wild. I didn't realize. It's, it, no, it's wild. And there's, there's some good stuff in there. Like the, uh, so there's this line, like controlling death with alertness. Mm-hmm. Cause he's just like, so like he, he can't go to sleep cause it's like controlling death. Cause he's yeah. like so awake, you know. Yeah, like, it's sleepy. But but then there's like that it that it all changes. Same scenery, but sun involved. Shouldn't be much different. Alaska, Alaska. Like, does what was Tommy just spending like a week in Alaska and then just was like freaking out one night? Well, I'm wondering if he was there at like during the, the night. Yeah, during the time where it's. <laughs> night for days oh, just, on end yeah because i mean eternal night yeah. i know this is completely off topic off topic but my buddy was just up in alaska and he said it mm-hmm. got it didn't get dark like i mean Whoa. It, it was like two o'clock in the morning and it, it may as well have been like seven o'clock in the evening here i mean the sun yeah, was still I think, I think, up and going i think they have golden hour between like midnight and three in the morning or yeah. something like that where it's just it constantly looks like almost sunset. Yep. It's that's it's crazy. I know. Yeah. Nope. And then up in in winter, I mean there's you just go without sun for like I think it's like a a week three, or so, three, three or four weeks. months. I mean, there's just a time where the sun yeah. just never rises. Wow. So well, I'm wondering not, if maybe yeah. he was up there during one of these times for some reason. I mean, maybe <laughs> so. It's it's Either way, okay, the this song is great. Like yep. hands hands down, just in, like the the one thing for me though is like it's chaos. Like even just in the beginning, the thing is like there's like it it starts off melodic, but mm-hmm. at the same time, like <clears throat> when it just starts off, there the there's just so much chaos. Yeah. There really uh, is. The the s- the uh, sweeps leading up to like what, like thirty seconds in, where it just goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And then, and then <clears throat> Tommy, like the the part for me is like the fact that it's uh that it's like layered vocals, like it's right. Tommy doing highs mm-hmm. and lows, and they're just they're layered. There's blast beats. The guitars are going like it is just a wall of chaos. It is nothing but sound and. To me, when I was like, you know, in 2005, like I was just a a teenager just getting into it, like, damn, like that was my angst was just Mm -hmm. wall of sound. Like, I just want nothing but anger and noise. And that's what fulfilled it, you know? Yeah. I mean, my I, I didn't reach that level. Any of my anger was like Austin said, was like Lincoln Park. Mm-hmm. A lot of Linkin Park and Metallica back then. Don't forget Disturbed. Oh, yep, uh, Disturbed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, Disturbed it, was ooh, ah, there. Ah, ooh, ah, ah. Did that what, what? one? I just saw when that came out. It was <clears> on the list of things that released in 2005. Disturbed was somewhere on there. Oh, I'm sure they were. Yeah. Was it uh, Ten Thousand Fists? Uh, it was. It released two weeks after this, I think. God, really raising the yeah. bar there. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> two, two weeks after Between the Buried and Me's Alaska, we got the radio play I mean, of Ten Thousand Fists. I listened to that album, but I, I mean, yeah. we were there. We were there. Yeah. It was a part of our past. Um. Do we have any more things we want to say about Alaska before we move on to whatever the fuck Crokey's and Boat Shoes is? <laughs> no, it's a good song. I'm, no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm in. Let's move on because, because I, I Crokey's have to listen. Say, if we're gonna try and keep this under an hour, we gotta, yeah, we gotta move on I to know. track three. Yeah, I know. well, I mean, things kind of move forward. We get some slower songs in the second half, so we do. Listen, um, those are my favorite songs. You I, shut the hell up. I didn't I get to talk was, about them. I didn't forever. say bad. <laughs> uh, Crokey's and Boat Shoes is my least favorite song on the album. Um, wow. The my enjoyment has gone up a little bit after reading the lyrics, but <laughs> I mean, Crokey's and Boat Shoes embodies everything that I don't usually enjoy in this on this side of music. Right, it, right, and that that's extremely funny because I in my notes have this is the funnest song. Yeah, and I I can see where you would say that. And I understand why people would like this song. Like, like I, I hate the lyrics. I hate them so Hold much. Hold on. Let me just read the lyrics really quick. Just uh, It's very short. Crokey's uh-huh. boat shoes, collars up, daddy's money increased my social status, dang, my loafer got smudged, we are the suburban elite, hey, where y'all want to meet, I've got something to fucking prove, man, I've really got it. Gotten something to prove, dude. Bra, let's go party tonight. Maybe start another goddamn fight, but it's all right. My coach knows the sheriff. Don't stare, don't stare at my car, don't stare at my shirt, don't stare at my girl, don't stare. This is everything that I hate about BT Bam vocals. Is uh, <laughs> like once we move on to the next song and it talks about space and everything that I want to talk about. This is everything that I hate in their vocals. Like <laughs> in in the in the in the lyrics. Like I th- this song is the funnest song for me. It's so fun. You listen to it at least for me like as a death metal mm-hmm. hardcore sort of person that wants to get in a mosh pit and just fuck someone up. Uh this this is that fucking oh, song. Oh yeah, it absolutely is. And however it just it bothers me that they that they try to go for that death metal sound and Tommy can't you can't hear any of the vocals none not like, at all like I I if I wasn't reading it I wouldn't even understand that Tommy was doing vocals like I thought it just the I listened to both the 2005 and the 2020 mm-hmm. remix like both of them just sound like mixed in so well that they just sound like guitars like i yep. don't even know oh yep. yeah most of the time i just treated his singing as just another guitar track yeah, yeah. i didn't even know like <laughs> as a death metal vocalist who does that sort of stuff that is that's beyond irrehensible 
Like, no, you, well, you're irredeemable. The, like, <laughs> I think there's a reason why he doesn't do it anymore. Yeah, no, exactly. And, uh, it was like, <clears throat> it was a good attempt and it was great. And I loved it. It's the funnest song. I have fun listening to it, but the vocals are, are not the vocals. The, the lyrics are just garbage. I can't, <laughs> you know, it's, it, when I'm like, dude, brah, like, nah. <laughs> nah. Yeah, nah, I can't. Yeah, I feel you. Um, yeah, it's just my least I mean, favorite wait, song. What do you guys think? It's it's my least favorite song, but I understand now why people who were a fan of like this album and before aren't so much of a fan of like anything after Parallax Two. Yeah, because they yeah. tone a lot of things down and like change things up, and they're like, "Ah, oh, we miss the heavy stuff." And after listening to Crokies and Boatshoes, like, yeah, it, they've been missing the heavy stuff for a long time. <laughs> for a for a while, I mean, for the better, I think. I mean, I I really feel like this album, you know, it it was that transition period of them like solidifying mm-hmm. and trying to figure that out, yep. but. They there's a lot of staples in this album that made it to a lot of other stuff and some stuff they dropped, which is great. Yep. You know? yep. yep. And, and they've constantly changed. Um, mm-hmm. Austin, do you have anything to say about croquis and boat shoes? I I like the irony of the song. Yeah. How it's um. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I relate it very much to what is that one Tool song where they're talking about the. Guy sipping on Coke. Hooker with a penis. Yeah, hooker with a penis. Yeah, same yes. same concept, same song. It's yep. same song in my eyes. <laughs> that's, See, and the, I, and, like that. That's what I love about it. Sorry, I'm I'm not trying to cut you off. I just I, I I just I love that idea of like it can be irony, but it doesn't have to be super silly. And 2005 was just like this time period of writing like extremely silly lyrics, you know, like, like you can have irony, like hooker with a penis and have it sound like great, but this was silly to me personally. Yeah. Yeah. I think hooker with a penis maybe pulled off the concept a little bit better, but I do agree. It is pretty much the same thing. The irony is fantastic, though, which is, you know, it has a great, like, social irony message, which is great, but... Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, so let's let's move on to Selkies, which... Can we just skip Selkies? Everyone talks about Selkies. The, I have a couple of notes that I need to say <laughs> uh-huh. that I have to say about it. I mean, obviously, yeah. every BT BAM fan knows about Selkies, and if anyone from BT BAM the actual band has to hear anything else about Selkies, they're going to fucking kill themselves. And I don't blame yeah. them. <laughs> but this song, I think, is the most ahead of its time on the album. It is. Oh, my God. 100 percent. The, the yeah. way that they transition from one genre to another seamlessly in the middle and like just completely change the entire feel of the song and then have a solo that's two minutes and 40 seconds long is Amazing, because that solo this, is amazing. This was the absolute blueprint for what Between the Bear and Me is now, you know? Yeah. Like, not, like, 
this is just what they became and they solidified and just mastered that structure. Yeah. Which is great that believe me, my, my first two notes, my absolute first two notes on this song are, uh, absolute masterpiece. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Kills it on every level. Yep. (laughs) Like, I mean, the, there's there's a reason it's the second most played between the Buried in Me song on Spotify. What's, like, what's mean, first, by the way? I gotta know. Uh, Coma Machine. Okay, that makes oh sense. God, it's, that's, well, that's their that's most ra- that's their most radio friendly song, so it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it's it's Coma Machine followed by Selkies and yeah. then Condemned to the Gallows are yeah. their top three. Um, so, I, I mean, hmm. oh, go for it, Casey. Well, I was gonna. I think the two biggest crimes against this song that I've seen is that in the 2020 remaster, they start fading it out much sooner and they lose yep. a lot. And then there's just like almost silence for a while. And that kind of sucks. And mm-hmm. knowing that BT Bam are these amazing crafters of album enders. This is the song that should have been at the end of the album. And I think it's a crime yes. that it's not. Yeah, no, Absolutely, no, no, no. I totally agree. And I'm sure we'll talk about that more when we talk about laser speed. But yep. it boggles yep. my mind that they did not put this song at the end. Yeah, no, and it, it, I, I think if even they went back and thought about it, they, they would have redone this to do that. The, the structure of the album would have been ordered a little bit differently. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's something I want to talk about at the end because that's one of my questions: is how would you maybe restructure things? But we'll talk about that later. Does anyone else want to say anything about Selkies? Real quick, uh, Austin, do you have the ability to pull up like right around three minutes 50 on that? Absolutely. Give me um, and a moment. <clears throat> so one. OK, so the lyrics are genius. Yeah. Th- this is, again, another one of the uh, the perfect like BT Bam uh concept moments that you know like they're building towards like a really good concept or like lyrically like it's it's structured well enough like it it's not silly to me so mm-hmm. um it it kills it um another note that i have is that the solo break kind of sounds a bit classic rocky mm-hmm. like it's got a bit of classic rock there um i love there's a I was listening to on my monitors, there's a bit of uh back and forth play on the guitars when it's fading out at the very, yeah. very mm-hmm. end, which is really great. But right around 350, right when it goes into like the uh the acoustic guitar break, um there's this drum cymbal thing that happens that is just gorgeous. And I, I just maybe wanna to highlight that. If All right. I could. Yeah. yeah, let's hit it. Where you looking? Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. That? That. Yeah. That right there. Yep. <laughs> yeah. All right. And just like the, it's such a beautiful, like little technique that just, if Blake wasn't such a badass, like it, it just, it wouldn't come off as great. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely. Mean, every part of that song is just a goddamn masterpiece and I'm it's just I'm glad so God. many people before us have 
talked the song into the ground. Yes. <laughs> no shit. Let's let's move uh, yeah. on to the lesser talked about portion of the album mm-hmm. and go into Breathe In, Breathe Out. Hold on, I have to remember what the song is. It's, it's only a minute long. Yeah, it's like 50 seconds yeah. of just a good quiet time, which yep. I honestly think it should have gone like maybe between Alaska and Crokies or between Crokies and Selkies just to give a break after some of that crazy stuff because the end of Selkies is so soft. It just, you know, I, I uh, completely agree. And I, I think that's where their, uh, their downfall for this album is, is the, uh, the ordering and the structure. Yeah. Cause I feel like it makes sense to have the, the softer stuff towards the end of the album, but it also doesn't make sense where they put them because yeah, Selkies did this, like this fade out thing where it just faded out. Um, and then you go into breathe in and it's this, it's this gorgeous section. Mm -hmm. And, and even in my notes, I'm like, it's beautiful. It's, it does the purpose of being a breather. Yep. Uh, Hence why it's called breathe in, breathe out. Breathe in. Exactly. (laughs) I, I think one of my favorite moments of the album, though, in contrast to that, is the dichotomy of breathe in, breathe out to Robo Turner. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah, we have to get into Robo Turner because my first note. <laughs> yep. I'll be scream like, at you. I, I, no, I literally have to say my first note just has a, a, a dash and it says, Jesus fuck. <laughs> like, the. Robo Turner, just the way it starts, the way it goes for a hot minute is literally the heaviest fucking. Mm-hmm. It's literally the heaviest BT Bam I've ever heard. Yep. Yeah, most definitely. It's so heavy. It just is relentless. It hurts. Like, it's. <laughs> I. You know, I don't I don't know how you guys deal with that cuz like I know maybe you guys are like in a bit of a lighter realm as far as stuff to listen to. Um, where I currently am? No, that, but I mean, that song tickles me pink for sure. Like oh my god, that whole song. I think I'm a I'm a new fan of that song. That is the heaviest BT Bam song. And that's my favorite. It is very heavy. I mean, I, I made a note in here about Temi, uh, Temi, wow, Tommy's stressed vocals about halfway yeah. through, or like uh-huh. followed by the bomb drop. That whole section oh there is very interesting. And then like the gradual slowdown in the last quarter of the song, it's just so fucking heavy. You yeah, okay, can't so- help but just headbang to it. Can uh can I can I read you guys my notes like line for line really quick? Yeah. <laughs> yes, you can. Okay. First line says Jesus fuck exclamation point. <laughs> Second line literally the heaviest shit ever and the lyrics are super fucking dreading, which is great. Like the the music like the lyrics are about just like the robots like taking over. Like and yep. and it's really cool. They they you know it's it's kind of about music. Um, yeah. In in the lyrics. Um, okay. My third line is uh, then at two forty. There's this jazz break. Yep. Which there is. There's a 
a super bizarre, like out of nowhere jazz break. And then it gets super heavy. And then I'm like, then it brings it the fuck back. Like that death black metal uh, blast beat section with Tommy's highs where he just, oh my God, that is the most insane section I've ever heard. That's absurd. Yeah, I love those uh, screams that he has, the high high screams halfway through the song. I I was surprised because usually it's just not my cup of tea, but man, I love them. Did like any, it, anyone else on that little jazzy bit like get almost a primacy bass yes, feel? Yes. Oh, one hundred percent. The the chord usage there, mm-hmm. the bass chord usage there was just a uh, very primacy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, I have yeah. to say about that. Yeah, and then uh, so so then I I have later later in the song it's like seriously the longest slash heavy section of any bt bam song ever because they they literally just they have this sludgy section it's so sludgy that it just they bring it back and then they bring it back and they bring it back and it's just heavier each time and then there's like there's this sludgy section where they bring in like a a siren or like a dive bomb or something and it's just nuts. I don't know how they did that. That was so cool. Yeah, it's and they I think they do it twice in mm-hmm. the song. Yes. No, no, no. I, I heard that twice. Right. Um, yeah. And then my last note was uh, so I think that this might be a prequel like the sequel. Sorry. Lyrically. What? Shut up. I said to the sequel. I'm sorry. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> I think this might be a prequel song to um, Desert of Song. I could see that. As far as like lyrically or? Lyrically, because th- this is talking about uh, like robots like taking over music and, and like yeah. humans. Like there, there's, a, there's a section in here where it's like no more human voice mm-hmm. and no more human interaction. So it's just like all these like robots like taking over and creating music and stuff like that. So I, I really think like this could be like the prequel of like this war thing that happened. And then uh desert of song is like this, like, I don't know, apocalyptic, uh, you know, song <laughs> afterward, almost like a 2112 kind of situation. Right. Exactly. Russia's yep. 2112. Yep. <laughs> Russia's twenty one twelve. Yeah, so I I think for 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 me, Robo Turner is the best song on this album. I I I really hate to say it because it's it's up against All Bodies, um, Alaska. I mean, there there's so many on this album, but yeah. I for for <clears throat> me, highlight of the album because it's so just insane like not only is it like insane but it's good like they made it good i i don't know what do you what do you guys enjoy i enjoy the track a lot it's it's fun coming like i said immediately following breathe and breathe out it's extremely fun starting out as heavy as it does or is like hard as it does and then Mm -hmm. just that those two sections at the end with that high trill bomb drop it's it's a fun song to me i enjoy it a lot 
I yeah. it, it's definitely one of my middle of the road songs on the album. I love the intro and I love the ending. It just it's not usually what I listen to. Um, but I it, I think it's on the higher side of songs that I enjoy on this album. It's definitely sure. not on the on the lower half. My favorite song is actually the next song, which surprised me. Ooh, that's that's a rough one. So yeah, do we want to move forward? <laughs> yes, to, we have to. to. Yeah. We have to. Yeah. We have to keep going. I know. We have, we have to move forwards to backwards marathon. Backwards uh, marathon is. It was my surprise of the album. This and another song later on. But mm-hmm. like obviously Selkie's is like yeah it's like my favorite song on the album because it has to be I guess but if you just exclude that song completely I think Backwards Marathon is is my jam because it enc- it encompasses a lot of what I like about BT Bam and then it gives everyone room to kind of spread their wings at different times because mm-hmm. there's definitely a part where things kind of quiet down a little bit and you can hear Dan. Like if you're just really listening, you can finally hear his bass play, which is something Mm -hmm. you really don't get in much of this album because of how much noise there is all the time. That is true. That is true. I love hearing his bass playing because it's so phenomenal. And then there's a drum progression in the middle where it's starting to get back into the heavier stuff. And, And I think it's during the it's raining portion Mm-hmm. It's oh, it's it's like Melting City for me on Parallax Two with uh, Blake's drum progression, where they're building back up. I love yeah. that sort of thing. And Tommy's "It's Raining," where he puts the vibrato and like really sings it. I that high? Yeah, no idea he could do that. And as soon as I heard it, I was like, oh. What? Bobby, <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think yeah. it just encompasses what I really love about BT Bam, just being able to hear everybody's mastery of their instrument. Yeah, and, and that's that's really phenomenal. Like I so for me, the first thing that I have is like it's the least favorite of mine musically. <laughs> um subjective, and I, I, huh? Yep, yeah, exactly. No, no, it, it, exactly subjective. So, so only because okay, the beginning part, the beginning part. I feel like when, like, if you're trying to read the, do, have you read the lyrics? Oh, um, I'm getting no. there. I was just about it, so, to as well. Yeah. Okay, so if you try and fit what the lyrics are like as you're reading them to the song, it's very sporadic. It's very disjointed as far as like being able to read what's happening um you know if you're if you're just listening to it that's that's totally fine it, it sounds it sounds sporadic and that's what it should be but if you're trying to follow the lyrics cuz like it it's really interesting vocally and lyrically this is my favorite song mm-hmm. because tommy yeah. is talking about music and he's talking about working towards being a musician and working to make that his passion in his life. Um, and lyrically, like that's something I connect with a lot. Um, but musically just trying to follow his lyrics in the beginning and trying to like follow how it is. It's very sporadic. It it's very disjointed for me, but 
Okay, so my my part, so that part fell apart for me. But sure. later in the song, um, as soon as the uh, the acoustic part kicks in and the it's raining part, from that part on to the to the end of the song, I have no problem with. It is sure. the most beautiful song because they bring back in the in the second half they they bring back a chorus and a and a verse from the first part and Tommy's vocals like even in the 2005 mix are better aligned um so it just it fits better it hits better like they're on time with the drums like they they like the tempo is better um just the second half of that song kills it for me but that that first half I don't know what it was i don't know if it was the mixing i'm not sure what happened uh but musically it kills it for me mm -hmm. like i i can't get into it but as soon as that it's raining part kicks in gorgeous yep. and when tommy hits that high part who chills chills for sure austin i i is that You've, you've said, oh, yeah, no, he hit yeah, it. Like, no, I, 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 the, um, obviously I didn't, I didn't really catch the, uh, what was it? The, the disparity between how the vocals lining up with everything mm -hmm. else. I, yeah, I wasn't trying to follow the lyrics. I was just listening. Yeah. I and mean, so, it, it is just, I mean, that that's just subtle stuff that I noticed just as someone who not only does mixing, and all of that, and just knowing how that all how that all mixes well, yeah. But just as as someone who writes vocals and knows, like, yeah, the, this is I don't know. Tommy has a very good way of mixing stuff together, but th this was one of the times that I felt like it just didn't gel well. <clears throat> um, but that again, that that's just from speaking from my experience as like a vocalist doing this themselves you know like yeah well, i yeah. i appreciate um, that side of things because that's not something that i was even thinking about so it's nice to yeah hear that point of view i guess because like, i didn't even think about it yeah and i i mean again just small stuff that i noticed but it for me like what i noticed even in that second half is uh btm had, like in this period of time around 2005 would have been a great post-rock, like, yeah. shoegaze band. Yep. Yeah, definitely. It's pronounced Shugazi. <laughs> Shugazi. Sounds very exotic. Thank you. Um, God damn it. I, I think another thing that I really like about Backwards Marathon is how well the ending flows into Medicine Wheel. Um, mm. I, I mean, as I listen to the album more... I, it, I, I don't think I even really noticed when it changed right away because it does yeah, flow well. That, that's what I have too, is that like, I didn't really notice. And I think, I think medicine wheel, like it's too good of a transition, but it's like, it wasn't the right thing to transition into. Cause it just, it extends that song for way too yes. long. You know? Yeah. I feel that I do really like medicine wheel. Like mm -hmm. the amount of, emotion and like somberness that they put into this song is amazing oh yeah it's extremely somber and it's just yep. such a dark way to end backwards marathon which is already a pretty dark song 
<laughs> what? Right? I, mean, I don't get that impression. I feel like... I feel like... Um, just listening to some of the happy songs I know. You know, like... Uh, was that Carly Rae Jepsen track? <laughs> That's what I get from uh, Backwards Marathon. And Medicine oh, yeah. Which, yeah. like I said, I think Medicine Wheel is my favorite uh, break song in the album. Yeah. I, yeah. I think it's just which, nice. Which is kind of funny. One of the things that I noted is, uh, you know, BT Bam would have been an extremely great, you know, post-rock band if uh, if Blake wasn't just wailing away at some times, <laughs> you know? He, he can't help what he is. I know, and I and I totally and I totally get that. But just like Medicine Wheel, there were times where I'm like, this could be literally like a a shoegaze mm-hmm. track um, that I'm just listening on to, like a a chill post rock YouTube channel. But you know, Blake has to throw some some drum fills in, yep, and just like <clears throat> go to town. And I'm like, oh my god, like they would have been super chill at this, but Blake had to you know do his thing. I'm fine with it. it no, no, I like, I'm, being, I'm, I like being assaulted by yes. uh, drumsticks. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, totally. In the middle of my walk in the park. Yeah. <laughs> my walk at, at work, just walking along, listening to crazy ass <laughs> drum solos and shit. Hell yeah. <laughs> Which, speaking of crazy, the primer is such okay, yep. a wild song. It's so many notes on this. It's like, it just like, uh, Breathe in, breathe out to Robo Turner. Medicine <laughs> wheel, pretty slow, somber. And then the primer starts with this fucking crazy power metal. Like Yeah, like I have I my note is happy technical punk. Right. Like Hey, that's probably why it's my favorite track. This is <laughs> another one of the ones that surprised me. I'm like, what why when did BT Bam become power metal? What is happening right now? Right, right. <laughs> Like, I'd, yeah, oh, I love the beginning of the song. Same. It's the what is it? The first minute of it, just that melodic, uh, sweeping the uh, it's just even the first couple seconds of it mm-hmm, that uh, yeah. drum roll into yep. Yeah, yeah, it just it it just starts off it, with like a super happy drum roll, like super energetic, and then it, it just feels like it amps you in, amps yeah. you into what it is. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah, and then they come back to it at the end of the song too. It's just yeah, it's a it, very good song. It it feels like a beginner, a better beginning to the album. Yes, because of just just that few second drum roll into it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Helps I, the rest of the song. I mean, I definitely think the uh, the order and the uh, structure of this album is a bit mixed because, yeah, that uh, that that beginning is just well, insane. And um, looking at the lyrics, this song would have would have made a lot of sense being the first song on the album, considering it says two thousand five. Welcome to perfection. Yeah, prescribe they, me, indulge me. You have won. Like that's like a perfect way to start an album, right? Yeah. The, this is another one that in my notes I have super silly fucking yeah. lyrics because because <laughs> they they have they have this lyric in here. Where is it? Oh my god, this is absurd. 
Uh, they have like redneck what, lord. What is, you still soothe me. Yeah, like what is love? The <laughs> idea of love, corpse play, traditional marriage. We don't have to take this serious. I'm like, this is like, like what? What are we? Like, what are we doing here? You know, even like only half listening to it as I listen, you know, listen to it a couple times, I always catch the lines we all just want to fuck. Yep. And yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> That pulls me back in every time. <laughs> like, I really like this song, and and it is a good song. Uh, although I will say, in in my notes, the one thing that I have is like, uh, oh no, that's this isn't the one. Um, <laughs> oh, the okay. So in my notes, I have the the mix is all over the place, and I don't know what. I don't know what mix you guys were listening to. Like I, I was listening to both in and out, but uh, when I was making these notes, I was listening to the 2005 mm-hmm. release. The mix is just insane. Like insane, I, good or bad in a bad way in, <laughs> in, in the sense that, okay, like if you guys go back and listen to this, it's, it's going to be nuts. Um, so Volume wise, the the levels are all over the place, but there are there are two parts where Tommy's vocals are clipping, <laughs> and and like you like they left the clipping in. They nothing. It adds ambiance. It's, it's just clipping, and you could absolutely hear that. Yeah, yeah ambiance. I I think I remember them saying that the mixing didn't go well. For this the, album, partially, like the rest of the album is fine, right? Like, like there's so many parts, even in this song, that are totally fine. But there's like some guitar parts that like are like way higher uh, than the rest of the mix. Like they just stand out, and then later in the song, you can barely hear the guitars. <laughs> I don't know, just from like a mixing standpoint, it's. It's a bit off. Like I, I didn't notice it the entire album until this one came up, and I was like, "Oh, Tommy's vocals are like all over the place. There's clipping. The guitars are all over the place. Yep. Some places I can't even hear what's going on. <laughs> like yeah, what is talk. happening? But then, and okay, so in my notes I have oh, then the acoustic break. Yeah, and that's the last thing that I have because the acoustic break is just awesome. Yep, it's just great. I don't. It, it comes in and it ends the song, and it's like, holy shit. waltz! That, yeah, like <laughs> well, it was great. That was that was awesome. Come waltz with me, yeah. <laughs> and we'll waltz to the between the buried and me outro. Yeah, and it was great. Uh, I so, mean, yeah. Uh, uh, do you have anything else you want to say about the primer? Cause I have things that I want to say about the rest of the album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's just get into autodidact. We got I mean, to wrap the soon. end of primer. Well. <laughs> the end of primer is where the album basically ends and for me. Um, I agree. I, I agree. don't like autodidact. I don't have much notes because like at this point, because of how the structuring of the album is, I'm so tired by the primer. And mm-hmm. then the, and then autodidact starts and I'm like, Oh fuck. 
and it's just noise for me. The only thing in here that I uh -huh. even wrote notes about in a positive manner was that I kind of like the breakdown. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so before I get, in, get into my four notes that I have, Austin, do you have any? Nah, dude, that? this, this one, it's fine. Everything's yeah. fine. It's fine. Like, it's just fine. It's below middle of the road for me, I think, on this one. If not yeah. the, one of the worst <laughs> on the track, on the album. I like the do-do-do part. Yep. <laughs> the do-do-do. Yep. All right. So... I I have four notes. Okay. And here they are. Uh experimenting with weird sounds, the song. Yeah. <laughs> uh weird scale runs, the song. Uh the odd cruise ship, the song. <laughs> like, okay, so though that's what I got out of the song. And my last note is cool, but nothing super special. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, right? Looking at the lyrics now, the the biggest thing that stands out to me is pussy. Yes, they call me this. <laughs> yes. Yeah, okay. And that's why that's I say same, the same, dude. Like, that's why I say the odd cruise ship is because, like, there's this weird, like, the lyrics make it seem like it's, like, a play. Because uh, there, there's, like, a beginning and then there's, like, a scene uh, sort of quotation in there. Uh, so it seems like it's a it's a play scene. Right. But yeah. Either way, it takes place on like this cruise ship and Tommy's like, ha he has these weird, silly lyrics again. Like yep. I don't, I can't, I just, I can't get on board with these silly lyrics about just like, ha pussy. Like that's what they call me. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like that's, I can't get on board with it. I don't know. It's, it's great, but it's nothing special. So great. Wrapped up that song super fast. <laughs> yeah, laser speed. Laser, laser speed. speed. Uh, first, first sentence I have in my notes is, I mean, what is there to say? <laughs> I mean, the fucking uh, what is that frog instrument? The one with uh, the, yeah. the the wooden. Brr. That's my favorite. My favorite part of the whole thing. Yeah. That's it. I love it. Yeah, I mean, it's just not what I wanted out of an album closer because I've been spoiled with almost every album after this. Because I've listened right. to those ones, and you got fucking White Walls, Swim to the Moon, uh, basically Silent Flight Parliament, followed by a Goodbye to Everything reprise or whatever. Um, uh, what's the last song on Life in Velvet, I think? Life in Velvet, yep. Amazing. Yep. I didn't like uh, The Grid as much as an album closer on... Uh, and uh, okay. uh, yeah, but that's that's for a later date. Either way, for the majority of what I've listened to, they end their albums on these goddamn epics like of epics? songs. Yeah. Yep. And then here we have laser speed. Well, like you have to realize, like, this is the first time that they've been yes. in this lineup. But like, this is where they solidified not that they wanted to do that, but the, like, right. I don't know, like maybe this is where they were like, Oh, maybe this is our, like, we should change this for the next time. And, and like but, I said, I've been spoiled by the other, yeah. uh, like obviously yeah. if I was listening to this in 2005, I wouldn't know any better, but so, knowing <laughs> that it just hurts. <laughs> so guys, uh, okay. So recently the, I hate to date this, but this is, uh, before 
the release of Colors 2. Well, uh, we were going to talk about that, so you can date it. It doesn't matter. Okay, but what my my note uh, for Laser Speed is uh, is sequel is Alaska 2 uh, Operation Hawaii. (laughs) 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 That's fantastic. Because I feel like because I feel like this is you know for whatever reason this is like the complete opposite of Alaska. Like yep. the, you know, they named the album Alaska. You think it's going to be about Alaska, about cold, you know, in the dark, and then Laser Speed comes on, and it's like this beach vibe. I feel like I should have some like rum on the beach or something. Like it's just chill vibes, and I'm like. All right, this is Alaska too. We're in Hawaii now. <laughs> like, hell yeah! <laughs> I like, absolutely agree. Ugh. Like, and and the the only other thing that I had was like a a legitimate like good vibe from it was like the note that I got was uh leaving a a good friend's house after a good night hanging out with them. Yeah, you know. Like, I, I don't know that that was just the vibe I got after listening to that. I'm like, you know, this is, you know, if, if I was like having a good night at a friend's house and just left and I'm just like chilling out, having a good night, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. The the alternate title is vibe check colon good. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Colon good. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah. After talking about this, the biggest thing that I want to do now is restructure the album in a playlist on Spotify and listen to it and just see if I can come up with something that's like easier to mm-hmm. get through. Mm-hmm. And I think that might be my job this week while I'm sitting at work is just kind of come back, come back to it in a couple weeks. And yeah. Experiment with it and just see, yeah. see what your, your perfect order is. And you have to use laser speed. Well, I'm going to use every song. <laughs> I mean, even if I don't want to <laughs> yeah. use like autodidactor, or croquis and boat shoes. I'll use them. I mean, you can't no, leave anything out. No speed run tactics. You know? Yeah. No, no. I mean, <laughs> this... okay. And this is where I clip through Robo Turner. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this, this album already is, is a short, I mean, it's 53 minutes and, and 54 seconds. That's, that's already it's a, a speed it's a shorter run. Album. That's yeah, already a speed yeah. run for a BT BAM album. I mean, no doubt. Yeah. It's, I mean, and the remix is, is shorter by uh, nine yeah. seconds. So, I mean, wow. <laughs> if you listen to the where, remaster, where'd they, we're already... shave... <laughs> where'd they shave them those nine seconds from? Man, what a PB. Uh, th- the end of Selkies. Probably. Uh, maybe, yeah, probably. They were so sick yeah. of Selkies. They're like, just cut nine seconds off of it, please. <laughs> listen, we removed four notes from Selkies. You won't know which ones. <laughs> So like I I want to say like uh, like I have a couple of overall sort of yeah. just general general notes. Um so first off this is a stellar album. Um this it it's really chaotic. Like number 1 that that's kind of the one thing that I take away from it is like it's chaotic and I love it and I think that's that's what started between the buried me. I mean, Mm -hmm. this is the album that like gained them, you know, critical, uh, 
uh, acclaim and, you know, like got them in the mainstream and like started them off, you know, getting to other places. And it's it's phenomenal. I mean, to think about, again, like the stuff that was even coming out like right around that time, like, you know, even we talked about a a year before was American Idiot or, you know, just even in that realm, like this is this is nuts. Like, yeah, this is on like a whole nother level progressive stuff that was coming out and to push the boundaries of what metal was back then. Insane. Yeah, I definitely Um, agree. Yeah, just insane. And then another note that I had is like this album solidified so many legitimate elements of their musicality that like stayed with them and made them grow into what the band that we know them as. Like, yeah, this was new to them then and it it's still new now. You know, it's 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 really it's really some insane stuff. Uh, you wouldn't be able to really do that these days, but you know, they, they did some, they pushed some boundaries and they made it work and they got rid of the stuff that didn't work and then moved on. And this was the beginning of that. And it's amazing, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess in that regard, I I would rank this, I'd give this song a ranking of like a, or this album, a, a ranking of like, an eight or a nine out of 10 for pushing music to a new level on a listening level for me, probably about a six out of 10. Yeah. The, the listenable, um, stuff is, I don't know. It, it varies. I mean, even Mm -hmm. for me that like, now that I've actually fully listened to it, like Robo Turner, I think is going to be on my continual list of just like, if I'm angry, I'm going to, I'm going to put that song on, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, it, it doesn't have a lot of re-listen value. Um, I mean, in a sense it does, but yeah, I mean it same like eight out of 10, it, it's, it's very phenomenal. Um, one of the, oh my God. Yeah. So for me, the thing that it balanced really well is the super heavy, versus the super silly which Mm -hmm. again for like for that time period i mean that was that's par for the course i mean that was 2005 in a nutshell you know it's all these like myspace bands that were just trying to be silly and like poke fun at everything and like i don't know psycho stick was a huge band in 2005 and that was all literally just like so was weird al you know yeah like it's all about the comedy and, you know, poking fun at it, which that's what it was. And now, like, we've kind of grown up and moved past that, and they have too, which is great. And, yeah, I don't know. Like, that's great. Sorry, one more note. Uh-huh. Um, my God, there are so many guitar squeals in this album. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a pretty big portion of this album. I don't know if that was a a thing at the time because it was like 2005 and that's all we did, but guitar squeals I mean, are <laughs> a plenty. What were you going to say, Austin? Oh, it's like, uh, just pick a metal band from 2005, go listen to that album and count the, the squeals per minute. I'm 
betting, <laughs> betting it's pretty close. Yeah, truly, like, put them ag- up against whatever protest had coming out around then, and there's probably the same amount of squeals. Wasn't protest, like, 13 in 2005? Yeah, they were pretty young. Hold on, when did they, when did they actually start? Oh my god. 2005 is when they released Kazaya. Are so they're you 18, sorry. kidding me? 2005, so were- what the fuck? Yeah. Uh-huh. You fucked. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I didn't realize. Yeah, that's growing old for you. Well, I mean, it's not. I didn't real. I didn't find Kazaya until close to when I found BT Bam. So, right, this is very reminiscent of my BT Bam journey as well. But we'll talk about mm-hmm. that whenever we talk about Kazaya, because that album fucks. I love it. Yep, <laughs> that album fucks. Um, yeah, yeah I, I think that pretty much wraps up all of our thoughts on this on Alaska. Yeah, this album. Um, it's a it's a good time to stop. Yeah, next time we meet, we're going to be talking about colors because the time after that, we'll be talking about colors too. Because while we're going to go see BT Bam on, uh, hold on, the twenty fifth of August. We'll be listening to Colors 2. Yep. So the weekend or so after that, I don't know. We'll talk about it, but I'm guessing in Colors 1, we'll also talk about Fix the Air a little bit, just to throw that in there, because I think that's fun. <laughs> just as a little treat Yeah, for you. I mean, it's, it's part of Colors, so it's, it'd be fun mm-hmm. to talk about the similarities, because there are plenty. But yeah, yeah. yeah. That, is yeah what's, definitely. that is what's coming is a, a lot of colors. And then after that, we'll probably move on to a different band for a while. So we don't cool. do all of the BT BAM discography in one go. It's a good idea. I think, I think we, we only need to do that if we're going to sit down and rank the bands, rank the albums. I mean, at some point that would be fun to do as well. Rank them now. No. We got no. no. We got to do a uh, we got to do a bracket style bracket elimination Ooh. style. <laughs> that might be fun. All right. Well, either we way, do it. this has been subjective waveforms talking about Alaska. Uh, once again, I'm Casey Kaufman. I'm Leah Lar. Uh, you can call me Bonzo. And this is Bonzo. And we will talk to you next time when we speak about colors. Goodbye. Bye. And now we play Alaska by Maggie Rogers and close it out. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yes.